All right, y'all. Just got doing Insecure. Damn, that is the quickest show of all time. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Like, ugh. It's because there's no commercials. That's got it. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Because there's no commercials. Because, like, there'd be other shows that I fuck with. But, like, I feel like it's a decent amount of time that's passed. But that's because they got all them bullshit as commercials. That that must be it. That must be it. All right. Anyways, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and get into the shit. Oh, that was a good. Hey, man. I like that one. I like that one. That was a good ass episode. All right. So let's just go ahead and start off. So we start off with Issa and them. They in the hospital. Uh, and I knew it. I called it last week. It was going to be a little fake ass dream sequence. Like they ain't really. Uh, she ain't really have that interaction with them, but that shit was funny as fuck. That bitch fucking Steph Curry, that bitch, and they said, fuck your baby. I'm like, oh shit, this what we doing? But obviously, that's when you knew that that shit was fake as fuck. Now, I'm not gonna lie, that shit was kind of wild to me because, like, before we knew that it wasn't a real, like, interaction, uh, they walk up, she's like, hey, like, can we not have this be weird? Like, they all just standing there in silence and everything. Because, like, again, this is Issa, like, she used to be her, like, you know, business partner, whatever the fuck. And then there's Lawrence, you know what I'm saying? So, they all like, yeah, cool. Like, yeah, this ain't got to be weird or whatever. And Condola say, hey, do you want to hold him? And I'm just over here just like, bitch. The fuck? Like, okay, I understand that's your baby. I'm speaking from Lawrence's perspective right now. Bitch. Don't you like you just be letting anybody hold my child? What the fuck is wrong with you? Women have no fucking survival gene. I could go on that based on some other shit that went down today. Look, I'm gonna leave it at this. Ted Bundy will be putting up Will Chamberlain numbers today. But that's for a different podcast. But ain't just like, hey, yeah, you want to go ahead and hold him? You know, hey, yeah, your ex is here and wants to hold our child, I guess. The fuck? So the second she hands the baby over to him, I'm just over here in my head just like, now, I mean, now this is before we knew it was a fake interaction. I'm just like, I would be some shit if she just fucking like spiked the fuck out of this baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like anything could happen. Like, you don't know what the fuck her headspace is. Like, you just going to hand your child over to this bitch. You barely know the bitch. And then this is the nigga's ex. Like, you don't know what type of shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what the fuck's going on in that bitch head. I'm not about to have you hold my child. Fuck. Then, like I said, she fucking Steph carried the bitch. And then, obviously, it was a dream sequence and everything. Which, you know, like I said, I had a feeling that was going to be the case. But that was funny as fuck. Shout out Issa Rae. She's, she's hilarious. She's hilarious. And that means a lot. Because women typically aren't funny. Um, but now getting into the episode a little bit more. Uh, we see Issa riding Nathan. And um, bitches be tripping over words. It's really, It's really wild. Like... If I'm showing you through actions and deeds, why the fuck do you need to hear these words? Unless words of affirmation are your love language, but that should be communicated. That should be communicated. But yeah, I know a lot. I know about the, you know, the different love languages and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm a little educated out here. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, Isa, I feel good, y'all. I feel fucking good. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh... (laughs) Uh, so we over here, uh, Issa's really tripping because, like, first of all, bitch, ain't nobody told you to say I love you to Nathan, one. Two, was that, like, a for real I love you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because if and when Nathan says I love you, based off the way this episode went, it's probably not gonna happen. But if and when he says I love you, like, 
that's a real ass mo- we don't just be giving it up like that we don't be telling bitches we love you just like off a whim off of just some bullshit if we say that shit we mean that shit that's why we go so fucking hard to not say that shit but bitches just be throwing out bitches are fickle when it comes to love like, women are fickle women are fickle as fuck when it comes to love i've been saying this but anyway so she says, uh, um, I forgot what it was last week. That's why I love you or some shit. Like, I couldn't make it throughout today without you. That's why I love you. Bitch, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, it, it, look. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> it, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just thinking about some shit in real time, dog. Oh, shit. Okay, look. Okay. So, if bitches really mean that shit when they say I love you and, like, they feel the way when you don't say it back to them, like, in that exact moment, because, like, that wasn't, like, that, as a man, that didn't seem like a real I love you moment. That just seemed like a little, just like a throwaway. Like, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's why I love you. But, like, that didn't seem like... You know what I'm saying? I I just I hey Nathan, I empathize with you. I didn't think that that was a big deal. Apparently it was because she's still searching for that. I love you. And <laughs> hey, look, 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 ladies, demons of past, present, and future. You need to be clear with your I love you. If you really, really meant that shit, you know, like, you, you can't just say that as a throwaway. You can't just say that at the end of a sentence. Oh, yeah, that's why I love you. Bitch, I didn't know that was you saying you love me. I thought that was just, you know, just some fucking throwaway bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like like a fucking ad lib on a song. It's lit. You know what I'm saying? Like some Travis Scott shit. I didn't know that was you trying to say you love me. <laughs> Nathan, I empathize. I empathize with you, my nigga. Oh shit! Hey, look, bitch, you did. <laughs> That's your fault. That's your fault. That's your fucking fault. You need to be clear and direct with your "I love you." Say it when you mean it. Don't just say it as a throwaway, bitches. Y'all just be fucking. Y'all be. Y'all be caught up in the moment on some shit. I couldn't have made it through today without you. That's why I love you. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, he gave you a he looked you in your eyes and kissed you like that's like a visit actions and deeds. Fuck the words actions and deeds. You know what I'm saying? That like that was him saying I love you, too. <laughs> oh, shit. This is fool. This just went off the rails. All right. Anyway, um, but apparently Issa is really, really tripping off of him not saying I love you back or I love you, too, or whatever the fuck. And I respect Nathan for not doing that. Like, don't just say it just because, like, don't just say it just because you said it. And now I have to say it. Like, just you threw it out there type shit. Nah, bitch. I'm going to say it when I say it. And, like, I'm going to mean it when I say it. That don't change the way I feel right now. I that's just, I, I, Unlike you, bitch, I actually value those words. So I'm going to say it, like, in a better time. I'm not just going to say on some throwaway shit. Like, oh, yeah, no, nah, yeah, that's why I love you. Like, you know what I'm saying? At least the first one. You know what I'm saying? The first one. The first one, I can't just give you a throwaway on the first one. After that's been established and shit, oh, yeah, yeah, I love you too. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, Nathan, real ass nigga, that shit means something to him. He ain't just about to fucking, you know, hey, hey, I empathize with Nathan. I empathize. I empathize. 
But anyway, apparently that's still weighing down on Issa pretty heavily. So yeah, she's having she's having some issues with that. And then she's also kind of low key. <coughs> um the, at least the show would have you think she's uh, having some seeds of doubt throughout that whole thing with Nathan not saying I love you. So now in her mind, he doesn't love her. And now she's over here thinking, did I make the right choice? Should I be with him? All that bullshit. You know how bitches do. And then um, there was that one line that maybe it meant absolutely nothing, but I caught it and it meant something to me. Uh, they were laying in bed after they was fucking and uh nathan said uh because he's like saw somebody with like a coyote on a leash or whatever and uh he was like yeah white people make pets out of anything and Issa was just like mm, yeah pets over anything and i'm just over here just like say bitch say bitch are you saying nathan's your pet like you know how Kevin Samuels and like I mean even before Kevin Samuels the whole get a dog die alone type thing. So is Nathan her get a dog? Is Nathan her dog? Hmm. Hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway, the side story, I guess the C plot of the story, because there was a couple other things going on in the show, so this might even be the D plot, the D storyline. But um they in the barbershop because you know Nathan Barb, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing. I need to go get get me cut before Wednesday. Yeah, I need to get that cut. Um, but Nathan uh is a barber and they have like guess one of the top barbers who keeps showing up late and you know, whatever the fuck. Uh so Nathan says, Hey, you know what? I'll go ahead and take this cut. Like I he was gonna take a dude's client because the dude was like an hour late on some shit. So he's like, Hey man, fuck it, I got you. Like, hey, like I mean I don't wanna lose you, blah blah blah. I got you, no problem, whatever. And that caused issues later on in the episode because the nigga felt a way about the nigga taking his client. And now hey look, I can understand where Nathan was coming from, but I do also understand where the other nigga was coming from. But at the same time, my nigga, you just gotta talk that up as a L. Like, bro, you was like an hour late, my nigga. Like, come on now. Like if you gonna want your customer to have a certain level of respect for you, come on, my nigga. You gotta have a certain level of respect for your customers. Like, I be feeling the type of way whenever my barber like five, ten minutes late. I'm like, hey yo, say nigga. Say nigga, the fuck going on? And that's a whole nother thing within itself. Barber shop loyalty. I will never forget. Now I've been seeing the same barber off and on, but major like eighty twenty off and on. Honestly, nine yeah, I'll say eighty twenty. Eighty twenty off and on since twenty eleven. And uh it's actually kind of a awkward thing, so I guess I'll fucking I guess I'll go ahead and say it here. So there's this barbershop in the ville, final cut, back in the day. It's over there by the high school. Um it's actually funny, my uh junior year, I think. Nah, maybe my senior yeah, no, my senior year, my senior year of high school, I think that's when the shop opened. My senior year, they uh they went by the we were watching the J V game and uh they the barbers were walking through at the field and like they were just walking through the stands, they were handing out their little cards and everything, just saying, Hey, come check us out, come check us out, blah blah blah, you know what I'm saying? Like doing their little promo and everything. And uh, they was just walking through, and then one of the niggas came up to me and gave me a card, and then just kept walking. And I'm sitting around the crew of, like, all my niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all crewed up watching the JV game, and uh, he hands me a card and keeps on walking. I'm like, God damn, my nigga. So I'm the one that needs to cut? Shit, I ain't fuck. You on my ass, bitch-ass nigga? God damn. 
But uh, now nah, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I felt the way we talked about it that day. We talked about it. Like, yeah, now nah, I got roasted. I got roasted for that. Everybody's like, damn, he said you the one that need the car. All right, then, Storm, shit, my nigga. Damn. Damn. <laughs> but anyway, um, fast forward a couple of months later, whatever, I'll go over there because I already had a different uh barber at that time, but I ended, I, I didn't get to see him as often as I wanted to. So, I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. I was, I was probably looking rough. I was probably looking rough. Um, I, I've had a very, very, very tumultuous relationship with my hair ever since seventh grade when my mom decided to dye my hair with Flavor Aid. That's a whole nother thing within its own right. <clears throat> but anyway, um, I go to this barber uh, a couple months later, and uh, it was, I know now that his name was Marquise. Um, he gave me the cut that I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Everything was good. Cool, cool, cool. Boom, boom. Actually, I think I'm because uh, I might as well just do all this right now. Let's just let you know. Let's just get it all out. So my relationship with the barbershop is not ideal. It's not it's not what most black men have. Um the reason for that being well one, I went to private school until eighth grade, well until freshman year of high school better yet. And I was the only black kid in my class. So I mean, even if I had a fucked up haircut, they didn't know. Like my hair was buzz cut. I had a buzz cut like forever but in you know these little white kids minds if you didn't have you know the white hair you was bald so they all thought i was bald i mean i knew i had hair i felt the hair i touched the hair i had hair but i had a buzz cut um so i i, I didn't really have to deal with the whole bad haircuts or hairlines or anything like that until i got to Pflugerville my freshman year so i get to Pflugerville my freshman year and that's when i realized hey yo oh my fault my fault my dad was my main barber for a majority of those years because my dad owned some clippers and he decided, like, oh, yeah, no, I'll go ahead. Hey. I mean, he took pr he took pride in cutting me and my brother's hair. Uh, and it's not that it was bad, but it also wasn't really judged or critiqued because, like I just said, I was the only black kid in the class. Like, you know, I'm saying these little white kids don't know what a bad haircut was, not for a black boy. Uh, so, you know, I, I never thought anything of it. Like, I just knew my hair was shorter than it was before. Never my dad cut it. Cool cool and then uh yeah i was like all right yeah fuck it whatever um but once i got to Pflugerville, um it was brought to my attention that uh i guess my hairline was not ideal so i'll never forget one day freshman year marley boney or bon i forget his last name but i remember it was marley he got on my ass about my hairline so i was like oh okay i'll show you nigga i'll show you i went home I grabbed my, my dad's clippers and everything. I said, shit, I got this shit. Y'all, my head is still recovering from the damage I did to my hairline that day. <sighs> and in hindsight, why did my parents even allow me to do that to myself? Well, my dad wasn't aware that I was doing that. I guess my mom wasn't either. But once it was done, they should have been like, hey, you know what? We need to get this corrected. But no, they took me to school the next day. <sighs> that was a rough day, y'all. Marley was on my ass. Marley was on my motherfucking ass. Fuck you, Marley. Fuck you. Wherever you are, fuck you. <sighs> yeah, but anyway. 
So, um, my dad was my barber majority of my life. I didn't really see many other barbers. It was older when I got like in the sophomore year, I had Mr. G. Mr. G was a cool ass nigga. I still fucking Mr. G. I hope he's doing good. Um, he used to, he used to give me the works whenever I was getting my hair cut by him. Um, anyway, anyway, fast forward. I was just giving you a little history for, you know, whatever reason. So fast forward, uh, I got my hair cut by Marquise at the, uh, final cut. And I mean, he did, you know, everything that I wanted him to do. And then, and then he's, he's the one that even put me on to the sponge game. He put me on to the sponge. As soon as I was done with the cut, he grabbed his sponge, you know what I'm saying? Gave me a couple of swirls and then like, are you good? I looked at the mirror. I was like, Oh shit. I, 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 we potted. All right. Hey, real nigga. I fuck with you, Marquise. I didn't know his name was Marquise at the time. Mistake. Mistake by me. Mistake by me. Um, and he's the only black guy. Well, there was another black guy, but I was never going to get my hair cut by that nigga. That nigga was, he, he was too much. He was too nigga for me. Too nigga for me. Marquise, I feel like we was on the same wavelength. I, and Marquise, I fuck with you. I really, really do. I really do. But I'm in an awkward situation now that I'm about to further explain. Um, so I was, uh, I was going to UTSA. So I wasn't obviously going up to Flugerville to get a haircut whenever the fuck I need to get a haircut. As a matter of fact, shout out Kenny Bias, Kenny's Cuts. I'll be, you know, Kenny be hooking me up. Then Jordan started hooking me up whenever he started uh, cutting and everything. And then I went to Hall of Fame a couple of times. But whatever. That's not the point. It's not the point. So, but, well, actually, I guess that kind of is the point. Because I never had, other than Mr. G before that time, I didn't really have a real barber. I didn't have a go-to. Like, I mean, I had Kenny for, like, freshman year for, you know, a couple of months. I had Jordan sophomore year for a couple of months. But I didn't have, like, a real, like, hey, that's my guy. That's my guy. That's my guy. I didn't have one of those. Um, but summertime came. This is summer of 2012. And uh, I'm back in the Pflugerville. And I'm just like, man, I need to go ahead and get me a cut. So, <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe. Subscribe to the fucking podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your fucking friends. So, I go, I go to the website. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Who do I want? And they had all the barbers' first names. So I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. So there's a David, and for whatever reason, David's prices were the highest. I come to know now, David's kind of like the owner of the shop, the head of the shop. Like, he's the head honcho of everything. But I was like, well, I'm not about to pay this nigga an extra $10. You can suck my dick, girl, the fuck you are. And I was I'm pretty sure that's not even the nigga that I was, that got my, did my cut anyway. So, you know, whatever. I fuck with David now, but I've never had my hair cut by him. Um... Then there was a uh, Slyers, Silk, no, not Silk, but Slyers, Sylvester, something like that. That was the hood nigga. That was the hood nigga. I was like, yeah, no, no, we ain't doing that shit. We ain't doing that shit. I'm sure he's a great guy, but no, no, I'm good. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. Uh, then there was a Marquise who was, you know, the black guy that I was fucking with. Um, well, I guess the lighter skin, well, lighter compared to the other dude. The other dude was, you know, pretty dark. Um, and had a grill, like, you know, those are just red flags for me. I'm just a kid that, you know, I'm a kid from the Pflugerville. I'm a kid, I'm a kid from the Burbs. I went to private school. I went to Pflugerville, like, nigga, nigga that dark and then wearing shades inside and having a grill. I was like, yeah, nah, that, I, I ain't fucking with that nigga. I'm good. I'm good, respectfully. Then there's Marquise. Marquise, like I said, me and Marquise, like, we, I fuck with Marquise. And then there was another, there was another name on the list. And they just have first names, like I said. There's another name on the list. Michael. So I'm just like, hmm, well, I don't know none of these niggas. I know for whatever reason, the David niggas charging more. So I have a Sly or a Slavester or whatever the fuck, Marquise and Michael. 
but I know who the fuck I'm rocking with. Hey, it's my brother Michael. We we ten toes down. Michael, Michael, Michael. Hey, shit. Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, Michael Robinson, Michael Zamora. Those are Michaels right there. We that's that's gang. If you Michael, I fuck with you. I have never met a Michael that I don't fuck with. Never in life. So I'm like, hey, look, hey, let's sign it up. Let's do it. Now I said Michael, but in my mind it was gonna be. The person that I was envisioning, the person I was envisioning was Marquise. I didn't know his name at the time, though. I was just kind of assuming, oh, you the barber? You at the same shop? I'll fuck with you. Your name's got to be Michael. My name's Michael. You got to be Michael. That's just how it is. I show up. They're like, hey, who you got an appointment for? I was like, oh, shit, Michael. And I walk over to Marquise's chair, and he just like, oh, no, I got somebody else. And I was like, damn, that's not him? Fuck. And then I seen this other dude, Hispanic dude. He cool. He cool people. Cool people. I still, I mean, obviously I fuck with him. Um, he's like, hey, man, I got you. I was like, oh, okay. And uh, that turned out to be Michael. He gave me that cut. And I mean, shit, everything was straight. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. This happened back in 2012. But the whole the whole time I was getting this cut by uh, Michael, uh, Marquise is just over here looking. He wears glasses. And he's looking over the top of his glasses, just like, oh, okay, bitch ass nigga. That's what the fuck you on, bitch ass nigga. You just gonna have a little, okay, all right. I thought I thought I set you up, but all right, bitch ass nigga. Like I, I was I was seeing it the entire time. I'm just like, damn. I'm, and and like I said, I never had a real barber, so I didn't really understand the whole you know barber loyalty and everything. But I learned that day. I learned that day for real, for real. I'm sitting in the chair, but the thing is, he was giving me a good ass cut. And then after I was done, uh. I paid the dude, and uh, Marquise was he, Marquise was done. He was sitting in this chair. And he was just sitting there staring at me, like staring at uh, me and uh, what's his name doing the uh, Michael doing the cut. And uh, when I got done, he was just like, "Damn, I guess you got the I guess you got the sauce. I guess uh, I guess uh, that's that's a nice ass fade you did there. I guess I guess I guess you got the juice, dog. I guess you got that. All right then, and like." Now, like even more so now, I understand what was going on. But back then, I was just over here just like, damn, man, like I was really thinking that you was going to be the one that was cutting my head. But this nigga did a good ass job. <clears throat> and now I'm stuck in a dilemma because a couple of months. Well, actually, I went back to UTSA. So, you know, Jordan was cutting me. Kenny might be cutting me or I hit up Hall of Fame or whatever the fuck. And I actually had a very, very, very fun experience at Hall of Fame. But this episode should not all of you. <laughs> Fuck it. We doing it. This was insecure. We still gonna talk about insecure. <clears throat> One time, this is my sophomore year at UTSA. Um, we go to Hall of Fame. Me and uh Ryan, uh, cause Ryan was getting his hair cut out uh Hall of Fame. We go up there and uh <laughs> there's like three chairs in the front, and then there's a chair ducked off in the back. And uh Ryan was getting his cut, and I'm sitting there waiting to go. And then this one, this one random dude, he was just sitting there talking, chopping it up with everybody. <laughs> I'm a sick nigga, dog. I don't give a fuck about my hair, dog. I really don't. I really don't. This one nigga sitting here talking, everybody chopping it up, just being crazy. And I'm sitting there in the chair just waiting for the dude to get done to come on. And dude was just like, hey, what's up? You trying to get a cut? And I was just like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm next. I'm after him. He's like, oh, okay. Dude walks back to, and mind you, I had no idea that this man was a barber or worked here the entire time. He just sitting there shooting the shit with all of us. Dude unlocks his door in the back, in the back office or whatever. He has a chair set up and everything. He's like, hey, man, I'll get you right here. I was just like, 
uh, okay. And like when he said, I'll get you right there, like dude that was cutting Ryan's hair, kind of stopped his clippers and everything and looked. All the other barbers like stopped and looked. And I, uh, those should have been the cues that I should have been paying attention to. Like, hey, say, hey, say, bro, like, hey, just relax. <laughs> just, just relax. But I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Fuck it. You got me? All right, yeah, bet. Uh, we'll both be done around the same time. Cool. Sounds good. I walk back there. This nigga start talk, telling me about the Illuminati. Nigga start telling me about shit I ain't never heard about. Africa starts talking to me about aliens. This was a wild ass nigga. And I'm just over here just like, hey, 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 hey. Um, and, and this is all while I was trying to get a cut. This was about a two and a half hour haircut. This man was like, he was giving me all the keys to life. And I'm just over here just like, this is a crazy nigga. This is an absolutely crazy nigga that I got cutting my hair right now. Reason why I'll never forget that day is because that was the same day that Richard Sherman went in on Skip Bayless talking about uh, in my 24 years of life, I'm doing better than you. Uh, so, yeah, whenever I hear that quote or watch that or whenever that's brought up on the timeline, I remember. Yeah, I was getting my hair cut by the crazy nigga that day. I was getting my hair cut by a crazy ass psycho ass nigga. He didn't do a bad job. At least I don't think so whatever um <laughs> anyway fast back forward fast back forward so boom i got a good ass cut by michael and uh that was in i was uh that was in during the summer now it's back in the summer of the next year so summer going into my junior year of utsa ending my sophomore year my junior year of utsa well yeah that fall 2013, which um, I've talked about before, but that episode didn't go out. Um, definitely the worst four-month stretch of my life. Um, I might have to revisit that. I'm doing a whole... Well, I guess I haven't released any of those episodes. Yeah, I don't know anything about that yet. Hmm. Yeah, that was a very dark time for me. But anyway, um, I was back in town for the summer. So I was like, hey, man, I need to give me a cut. So then I'm back on the website. And I'm just like, damn. Marquise was the black dude, but Michael was the one that did me last time. He, he I mean, that shit was straight. And I also, I'm pretty sure I saw him again for Christmas break. So I'm like, damn, I can't just switch barbers within the same shop, even though I've done that before, like the first time. But I was, I, I swear to God, I was, I unknowingly did that. I legitimately thought that Marquise was Michael. I just thought I just thought that his I I don't know why I you know whatever I just thought that he was Michael. So in my mind I'm like well damn I guess I'm kind of like locked in with this nigga because like I can't just now that I'm conscious of it I can't just switch barbers within the same shop. The fuck? You can't be that guy. Don't you can't you you get you just got to go to a whole nother barber shop. You can't switch barbers within the shop. If you switch barbers within the shop like. You basically saying like, oh, okay, so this nigga ain't shit. And like, and there's like a hierarchy of barbers within the shop. The barbers know that, but like the customers don't, you know what I'm saying? But if you switch and like, ah, I didn't want them problems, even though I low key already had them problems, but I just didn't know it because I, it was an honest mistake. <sighs> I say all that to say Michael's been my barber for the past 10 years, just because I thought that he was Marquise. And I just kind of don't feel right about switching barbers within the same shop. At least now that I'm aware of it. So, yeah. And Michael's cool. I, I fuck with him. He's He's been my barber for the past 10 years. But, uh, well, I guess nine years or eight years, whatever the fuck. But, um, 
every time I walk in, I always get a little bit of a side eye from Marquise. And uh, it's definitely justified. It's definitely, definitely justified. Um, I, and I feel even worse about it because he's the only black barber in the shop now because they, they moved and Sly's not there. They like had like a whole splitting of the barber shop and he went with the other side. Um, so, yeah, I feel pretty bad. And typically, whenever I walk in, Marquise is cutting a black person's hair. So it's clear and obvious and plain as day that Marquise is the black barber in that shop. So, yeah, I definitely feel a way. But continuing on this whole lo barbershop loyalty thing, I, yeah, this was Insecure. And again, we're going to get back to Insecure. But if you don't fuck with Insecure, then hopefully you're enjoying all this other, you know, shit I'm talking about right now. Subscribe. Fucking subscribe. And tell your friends. <clears throat> so, um, I'll never forget this. Uh, it was February 2020. Actually, no, it was the end of January 2020 after uh, Kobe had passed. Um, I was in Fort Worth. I forget why I was in Fort Worth, but I was in Fort Worth, um, you know, chilling with Jordan, T, Nala. And um, I had Jordan cut my hair. And uh, typically I get the same cut. Now, I like to, because my hair grows slow as, slow as shit, so I don't really have them touch the top, but fade everything around and all that shit. But Kobe just passed, and for whatever reason, I felt like it was a uh, time to do something different, so I had Jordan give me the ball fade. Jordan used to give me the ball fade back in the day. Um, they said I look older whenever I get the ball fade. I might go back to the ball fade when I turn 30. I might give up on the whole me trying to have hair dreams. Um, but I had Jordan give me the ball fade, and... This was before COVID came, uh, and I had a couple of weeks later, I had another cut, but Jordan, Jordan cut my shit damn near all the way off, damn near. Um, and I come back into my regular barbershop <clears throat> and I see Mike, Michael, well, yeah, whatever. And, um, I walk in, he sees me. And he knows that my head's been touched by somebody else and he immediately puts his head down, just disgusted, disappointed, hurt, upset, all that. And it's funny because Marquise was like grinning. <laughs> Marquise had a grin on his face. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? I'm just I'm saying what's up to everybody. And I say what's up to Michael. And uh, I could tell that he was definitely perturbed. Um, and that was the first haircut I had by him where he like literally didn't say a fucking word to me. Like he would just like, he was upset the entire time, the entire time I could tell he was upset. And, um, yeah, that was definitely the most awkward haircut I've ever had in my life. Well, outside of the one when I thought that I was going to have Marquise cut in my hair, that was the most awkward haircut I've ever had. And, uh, <laughs> I knew why I understood why. And that's when I knew I was like, okay, this loyalty shit between barbers, this, this, this just for real. This just for real, for real, like for real, for real, for real. I, uh, I had always kind of known because of, you know, what happened between me and Marquise, but that's when it was confirmed. Like, Oh wow. Like, cause I, he was distraught and like, he was legit. Like I, I actually tipped him more than I typically do. Um, because I was like, damn, my nigga, like I, I, ain't, I, I ain't know you was going to be like this. Like my, my nigga was hurt. Dog. 
my nigga was hurt. I'm like, damn, Mike. You are, well, I don't call him Mike, but I'm like, damn, man, you hurt. Like, I, I, I just like that was my nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 my nigga Jordan, dog. Like, he first started cutting hair with me. Like, I'm, I, I, I didn't know that it was gonna hurt you like this. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a lot. So I say all that to say, barbershop loyalty is a lot. So even though my man's in the shop and insecure was waiting for a long ass time, hey, say nigga, unless you got a meeting or appointment or some shit to get to, hey, you just gotta let that shit be. You can't let a you can't let another barber take your shit. And that's why barbers are real like tricky about like, hey, like don't be touching my niggas' heads because if you touch my niggas' heads and you just so happen to do better than me, I might have lost a client. And if I lose a client to you in the same shop, nigga, we got beef. Trust me, I know. Anyway. Back to insecure. Um, so Molly's mom is still. <laughs> I did not meet y'all when I started this fucking recording. When I started this, I was just like, man, I'm hype right now. I love the episode, but I'm probably not gonna have more than ten, fifteen minutes of shit to say. I am so sorry because I'm guesstimating right now, but I probably have another ten minutes in me. I probably it's already been damn near thirty minutes or oh, a little over thirty minutes. I, look, man, I'm just, I'm on go. I'm on go. I'm on go. But I appreciate you for listening. Subscribe. Please subscribe. Subscribe. Wherever you're listening, subscribe. Hell, fuck it. If you're listening to this on Apple, go ahead and download Spotify and subscribe. And then you can delete Spotify. I don't give a fuck. You don't never got to use Spotify again. The subscribers, that shit, hey, look, <laughs> it means a lot. It means a lot to me and it means a lot to Anchor. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So Molly is, um, her, my fault. her mom's in the hospital and, um, she uh is on a work retreat or work conference whatever the fuck she's out of town for work um which i mean i thought was kind of weird but i mean well actually i didn't think it was weird i thought it was pretty masculine her mom's in the hospital with a stroke and uh molly decided to go back to work and um the whole time she's at work, she, her focus is still obviously with her family and what's going on. Um, because you know, she's a woman, she can't compartmentalize those, you know, those things and those emotions, which is why she should be with her family. But you know, that's just not the person she is. She's just a very a type personality. <laughs> that's why she has a dog flavor Flav. Anyway, um, I just thought that was interesting. And then she kind of shit the bed whenever they were doing the presentation. The whole reason why they were there, she shit the bed because she was worried about her family because um, her brother was texting her. It turned out it wasn't about anything for real, but she saw her brother texting. And of course, it's texting right in the middle of the big presentation, the whole reason why they're there. So her mind's could draw in a blank. And I mean, if she were a man, she would have said, oh, I'm sorry, I need to take this. Just I should like fucking Amanda would have just been straight up like, hey, yo, I'm dealing with such and such like hey, blah, 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 blah. All right, cool. We're good. My brother's just over here talking about Chick-fil-A. Nothing to worry about. But she was, you know, and I get it. It's a TV show. But I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I'll just leave it at that. Anyway. Uh, I, I love the dream sequences that uh, Issa was having in the show. Condola, when they were picking up the food, Condola. <laughs> Condola was on Issa's ass, bro. 
she's like, oh, yeah, thank you for, you know, giving up on Lawrence. You know, yeah, no, he moved back to be with me uh, and the baby. Oh, yeah, no, he got me a new ring. Yeah, no, it's big as fuck. Yeah, he makes a billion dollars a year. Oh, yeah, and his dick's bigger. And I'm just... <laughs> Oh man, that shit was fucking hilarious. Um, but clearly, I guess what the show is trying to tell us is Issa is having some uh, second thoughts about her giving up on Lawrence. And um, turns out she was getting food for her and Nathan. And uh, she's really still in her feelings about this whole I love you thing. Like, bitch. Bitch, obviously I fuck with you. I fuck with you. Like, I'm here. I'm here with you right now. What's the, like, bitch? But she really needs to hear this nigga say I love you. And like, and here's the thing. He could have easily said, all right, fine, fuck it, I love you. But is that really the same thing? He said the words that you wanted to hear, but it's not the way you wanted to hear it. Hmm. Hmm. But because you said some shit that you really honestly didn't mean because this entire time you've been thinking about Lawrence, at least that's what the show is going to have us believe based off of these dream sequences. Bitches ain't shit, though. That's all I got to say. Bitches ain't shit. They ain't shit. Um, damn, it's been a long time since I parted. Um, oh, yeah, I guess I'll tell y'all. So the episode with Steven, uh, that honestly, that was the most fun episode. I will actually, I, I need to be honest and truthful. Um, the funnest episode that I've recorded since this whole pod started was the podcaster gay episode. Um, that one was fucking hilarious. Um, well, at least to me, I, I definitely enjoy recording that episode. But this episode with Steven, I, I love that episode very informative about just what men go through in family court domestic things um just what's it like being a baby daddy uh and it was honestly that was a great episode i can't wait to have steven back on I mean, there was a lot of things that we didn't get to touch upon too much that i want to get back into so i'm definitely looking forward to getting into that um, I'm having some issues, like I mentioned with the audio, so I had to get a professional audio engineer on it. Um, Tevin, I'm going to be sending you this audio as soon as I get done recording this. Yeah, I know you're not hearing this right now, but I'm just saying it. I'm sending this over to you and Tevin is a real life DJ audio engineer. Uh, I don't know what other professional words for me to say, but Tevin can get the sound right. So I'm putting all my trust in Tevo to get this shit out. Steven, I really appreciate you for doing that episode with me. It will be out. The great thing about it is it's kind of an evergreen type episode. It wasn't too much of a period piece. Uh, so whenever I do get everything right, I'll be able to drop that one and it'll still be somewhat fitting. Um, so yeah, that's what's happening with that one. That one's still in the works and I really, really, really want everybody to listen to that one that I'm. I'm proud of that one. I'm proud of that one. I will say that. I'm proud of that one. Uh, but yeah, no, that's it. That's all we got. Uh, let me see. I don't speak for all, but I do speak for most. This has been Politically Uncorrect, Insecure Edition. Thank you for listening.